Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in God's Word. And now today I would like to look at the book of Ephesians. Here we have it in the matrix, broken down nice and simple. But the beautiful thing that we're going to look at in Ephesians, the underlying pattern below the matrix, is he gives us a list of seven things in each of all nine boxes. And these lists of seven help us to understand the individual aspects of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. And it's really, it's just amazing the way God's got this set up. Okay, chapter 1, verse 1 to verse, verse 14, we're talking about love. Believing in the Word of God. That's how the Matrix looks at it. And what does he give us here? You know, we've got every spiritual blessing. We are holy and blameless. Adopted as sons. Grace. Freely bestowed, forgiveness of sins lavished upon us. We know the mystery of his will, which is the church. We've obtained an inheritance. The inheritance we've obtained is salvation, eternal life. That's what we've obtained. You can have eternal life now, and when you die, you've got eternal life. You can lose it right now, but you need to understand we've got that inheritance, and we need to hang on to that inheritance by being faithful to the end of our lives. You are also sealed with the Holy Spirit. Just check out Romans 8 and 9. If you don't have the Spirit, you're not in Christ. But when you were baptized, when you came up out of the waters, you, were, you received the Holy Spirit because your sins were all forgiven. These seven things help us to, uh, to really appreciate what God has blessed us with and our love for God. And you've got to believe the word to have these things. If you don't believe the word, these things aren't in existence. You are what you think. Joy is talking about obeying the word of God. Paul's saying, you know, I'm praying that you're going to put this into practice because you can have all of these things, a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of revelation, enlightened eyes to, to go to the text, to see it and understand it. All you have to do is apply yourself. Pray to God for the, for the wisdom, the, the revelation. Revelation is nothing more than truly understanding the, the word of God. Enlightened eyes to be able to see. And as you put this into practice, that you may know your hope, the hope of his calling the riches of his inheritance. If you really believe and understand that you've got eternal life, what are you worrying about gas prices for? What are you worried about a retirement for? Should you set aside for an entire retirement? Well, if you can, then go ahead. But why are you worrying? Because Jesus could come today and it's over. All of those worries on the, of the physical things in this world, you're wasting when you don't think about the, his inheritance. The surpassing greatness of his power. When you dive into the text, when you start studying the word of God, you start to see patterns. You start to see incredible teachings that are coming up out of, out of this book. It's not written to the Ephesians. It's written to you on a personal basis. And that's how you've got to read the text, personal application. The working of the strength of his might. When you see your obedience to the word of God and how that's starting to change your life. When you see how it's changing other people. That's the excitement. And when you start seeing those, these things, you're going to get incredible joy happening in your life. Peace. Here's the list. God loved us. Made us alive. Raised us up. Seated us. Showed us. Kindness towards us. Saved us by his grace. Created us for good works. There's the seven. And... And we need to share this with one another. We need to collectively understand this is the church. And when we understand our purpose in this life, peace reigns in our lives. And we need to try to figure out what are those good works we can do. And I think the greatest of those good works is getting the message and getting the message out. 
fully believing and trusting in God's word, living, letting it live inside of you and then sharing that. That's the good works that he's created us for. Patience. Patience, long-suffering. And you need to understand, we are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, fellow partakers of the promise, so that we can understand the unfathomable riches of Christ, the administration of the mystery, the manifold wisdom which is made known in the church so that we can share it with the world, which is his eternal purpose. We're to get into church so that we can collectively study the scriptures together and see the manifold wisdom of God unfold as we jump into the text. Don't be relying on commentaries. Don't be relying on, on doctors of divinity. You need to do the work for yourself. I, what I'm trying to do here is just simply give you some insights to a few patterns. From this, you can just branch off and just have at it. I may, may even make some mistakes in some of my lists. You need to correct that. But I'm just so excited when we start to go to the Bible and see the patterns. This is not me. This is me seeing what God has already done. That's what you need to understand. So don't focus on the messenger. Focus on the message and to understand there's a ton of this material that still needs to be unlocked. And you can do this. God wants you to start to dive into his word. We're trying to excite you to the things that are, that are in there. Kindness is understanding who you are and being the, the, the child of God you need to be. And look at seven ones here. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, in all. That's so beautiful. See, I don't have any choices. That's what I need to see here. If I'm coming to God, there is only one body, one church. There's one spirit. There's only one Lord. I need to obey what he tells me. There's only one baptism. That is the baptism into the Lord's body, the church. Whatever else you've done before, it doesn't count because you've got to be baptized into the teachings of the body of Christ. One God and Father of all. No choices. I can't go shop around for churches. I need to get into the truth and be there. And so that gives me the, the solid understanding. I don't have to be studying about world religions and I don't have to read other spiritual books. There is only this book right here. It's called the Bible. Now, goodness is about sharing the truth with others. And I, I say the, the most important thing you can share with another person is your conversion. But if you're going to start reaching out and touching the lives of other people, you have to lay aside the old self and be renewed in spirit. You have to get out of the lie. The lie is Genesis chapter 3. Indeed, has God said? That's what Satan's saying to, to Eve. Indeed, God has said. It is God's word. So learn to speak the truth to other people. Do not get a, you can get angry, but do not sin. Do, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Steal no longer. Labor to share. No unwholesome words. Only edification. When you're, when you're talking to people, you're there to build them up, not tear down. And you're there to build them up and not tear down other people. Don't be gossiping. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Because my purpose in this world is to be a person of goodness. My purpose is to help others to get richer, to bring them to Christ, not to be self-serving. If I'm self-serving, if I'm cutting other people down, if I'm not doing these things, I'm grieving the Holy Spirit. And you catch this. He's, he's saying this to the church. Put these things away. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice. That's things that we had when we were in the world. That's things that have stuck to us and our bad attitudes, and you've got to get rid of that because when a person hears 
bitterness, wrath, and anger, they're not going to listen to you. You're not going to influence anybody to Christ. You're going to push them away from Christ. Be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving is what we need to be doing. It's a beautiful checklist. Faithfulness is continuing to trust in his guidance. No immorality, impurity, greed be named among you. No filthiness, silly talk, coarse jesting. Let no one deceive you with empty words. You know, when you think of TV, movies today, do not participate with the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Expose them. Do not walk as unwise, but as wise. Do not be foolish. Understand. Do not get drunk with wine. That's dissipation. Be filled. Now catch us. To fill up with the Spirit, you pour yourself out. Speaking songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Singing with melody in your heart. Thanksgiving always. The more you pour yourself out, the more you're filled with the Holy Spirit. These are the things you do when most of these things you do here are usually by yourself. A faithful person will obey what he's teaching us right here. And then gentleness, power under control. This is pretty tough. Be subject to one another. Look out, ladies. Wives, be subject to your husbands. Gentlemen, husbands, be subject to Christ, who was willing to die for her. Therefore, husbands, you need to be willing to die for your wives. That means die to the channel selector. That means die to your habits to help her to come to Christ. Children, obey your parents. Interesting phrase right there. Children, obey your parents. That means parents need to teach the children to obey. Children don't do this freely, so it's a responsibility of the parent, and it's a responsibility of the child to remain obedient. Fathers, do not provoke your children. Slaves, obedient to your masters. If you're working for somebody, you're a slave. You need to understand that. And you need to be obedient to your masters when the masters are not around. One of the biggest problems in business today is the amount of time wasted with people on the on internet, gaming, or Facebooking while they're at work. Be obedient. Be honest. Masters, quit threatening your slaves. Quit threatening, uh, quit demanding more overtime and, and saying you're going to threaten by firing them and get somebody else to replace them. We got to upgrade and bring these into modern day thinking and, and, and apply them to ourselves. It's talking about be humble, gentleness. And then finally, self-control. First thing in the morning, gird yourselves with, gird your loins with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. If you shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, that means you need to be able to teach somebody for at least 15, 20 minutes something from the word of God. Can you do that? Shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the pray at all times, self-control. What we're seeing here is Ephesians, and I believe it's all about kindness, knowing who I am and how to do it, but he's giving us in each of these nine boxes a list of seven things. Back in the 70s, airplanes were falling out of the sky down in the United States. Why? Because they were mechanical error and pilot error. So what did, we, what did they come up with for the solution? Checklists. Pilots have checklists now, and they run through the checklist to make sure they don't make any silly mistakes and drop a plane out of the sky. Mechanics, the same way. Before this plane is ready to fly, he's got to run through the checklist, and that's what cleaned up the air industry because you just can't remember everything. And then in the 80s, the doctors, malpractice suits, what did they do? Let's follow the example of the pilots and the mechanics. Checklist. So doctors have checklists. You know, oh, how many sponges were there? There were six sponges. How many sponges on the table? There's four. 
we've got to find the next two before we sew this guy up. Simple checklist, because you can't remember everything. What am I seeing here with Ephesians? I'm seeing Ephesians as checklists. Just run down through it, because it's reminding us to be the people of God. Think about it. All of these lists that we just went down through are so important for you to understand. And yet, how often do you read the book of Ephesians? But if you just simply had the, simple, the, the checklist, you'd just be able to run through it, and you're getting yourself plugged into what God would have you to accomplish. It'll strengthen you, and it'll make you the better person that you need to be. It'll help you to grow as a Christian. Thank you for watching.